When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. I know. <laughs> right? But you know what else today is? What? It's Bailey's birthday. Bailey's birthday. Oh, my gosh. You guys are calling me again? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bailey. Bailey. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Woohoo! Well, didn't this day just start perfectly? <laughs> yeah, I called her and she's like, um, hello? <laughs> I'm like, hold on! I didn't even tell her what was happening. I'm just like, hold on! Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we oh, can't I'm... take credit. Chelsea actually reminded us that today was your birthday. Aww. That was so nice. You know what? Last year, my friend Caitlin sent you guys an email, and you guys called me, like, right before I was getting ready to take an exam, and I thought that was, like, so nice. I can't believe it happened again. Look at that. <laughs> She's going to expect it every year. <laughs> I know. So put it on the calendar, Fritch. That's yep. all right. I, I should just remember because it's Valentine's right. Day. Yeah. How is it? What's that like being a Valentine's baby? Um, You know, I've always liked it. Which is kind of funny because, like, my family, my mom, when she played 1K, she was, like, real nice. You guys asked her if I was, like, mothering or nurturing. And she said, um, you <laughs> could say that. I was actually, like, real bossy and uh, kind of, uh, kind of like, demanding, I think, as a kid. No. So, yeah, no, I was. It's funny. Um, so I think my family was always like, oh, Bailey was born on Valentine's Day. And she's got, like, a real like dark personality like black heart and it was like That's a joke so funny but but later in my life uh my daughter she was actually born the very next day so her birthday is tomorrow oh, wow. oh so like as an adult most of the time my birthday has just been my daughter's practice birthday yeah oh, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say birthday. i mean is that what happens like people kind of combine valentine's day with your birthday do you feel cheated ever I don't. I don't because my parents always made it like a really big point not to do that. My That's sister nice. Chelsea actually was born on Christmas Eve. And so, and my sister Madison oh. was born close to Easter. So they always wow, look were at you very cognizant of separating those. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people have that experience. Gotcha. That Christmas Eve birthday has got to suck, man. Oh, yeah. yeah it, for some people, but like yeah. I said, my parents were always really big about like over the this top. Is a birthday and yeah. this is a holiday, and yeah. we never combine these things. So, right. cool. Well, we just want to give you a quick call to get the day started. <laughs> Didn't know what you were up to, but we thought we'd take a chance. Well, thank you. 
you. I appreciate it. We're you an bet. early house, so we're always awake. Of course, I was listening to the radio, you know. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, you have a great day, have Bailey. Have a great day, Bailey. You guys, too. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. So now, for everyone listening who has no clue who Bailey is, how do we describe Bailey? Bailey is uh, not just a, a fan, but she's an active participant of, of our show, she checks in with us uh, pretty much on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and yeah, she's just always there with with good feedback, good conversation. Yeah. She's fun. We yeah. just enjoy her. She shows up at our appearances, and mm-hmm. I know she's just a delight. That's right. So if you want to be an active participant in the Jeff and Jen Morning Show, you need to be an active delight. That's right. <laughs> this is the lesson. Well, she learned. started out being our friend because she would call in and play one K letter of the day. Uh huh. She's been on. She's been on hold because she won. Yeah, multiple times. But now she's in a timeout. But she uh, has been encouraging her friends and family to call and play. And since then, we've <laughs> talked to her mother and her husband. Right? I believe so. Yeah, but we have different rules for different contests. And I yeah. guess my understanding is you know the rules better than I do. On the one K letter of the day, what is it like six months? If you win the one. K letter of the day, you can't play for six months. Correct. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's such a big prize. Right. Yeah. So she's still sitting out her sentence. Yeah, yes. and I think she I think she told <laughs> us soon, she's though. up in March. March okay. something. Oh, okay. All right. And then she'll be trying every day till she wins it. Till she wins again. Yeah, she's she's also pretty good at that game, too. She yeah. is very good. Okay, coming up on the show, what do we got? We got Taylor Swift. How long exactly, you know, for all the people that lose their ever-loving minds where their heads spin off their bodies at the mere mention of Taylor Swift, how long was was her face, was she actually on our screens during the Super Bowl? We break down the seconds. Plus, do you know Brian Cranston was once wanted for murder? A handful of a lot of random stuff. Latest e news, kind of a mix of pop culture. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art swift why not why not um everybody that's whining about taylor swift ruining football let's put it into perspective just for a moment she was only on your tv screen for 54 seconds on sunday that's impossible. The game lasted four hours and eight minutes. She took up 0.36% of it. That's hmm. actually down from the 0.39% during the AFC championship game against the Ravens. Oh. Yeah. So she's getting less and less and less. I saw, too, before going into the Super Bowl, there was some sort of somebody did the math. And um, they said that the average amount of seconds they show her is 25. Like, she's usually, it's only 25 seconds during, during an entire game. That you so see it, her at all. Yeah. It's like two seconds here and two seconds here and yeah. two seconds here. So Do the math. It feels like so much, right? <laughs> it's two seconds. it's 12, 12 times. times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, former NFL star Brandon Marshall made the bizarre claim that Taylor Swift got Kanye West kicked out of the Super Bowl. Have you heard that one? No. 
because Kanye bought a ticket right in front of her booth so he'd get on TV every time they showed her. Oh, well. And Kanye said it's not to his people are saying that's That'd be not funny. True. I didn't even see him there. Did you? No, did I, I missed that. Him. He did yeah. have a commercial, but he he I don't believe he was there personally. No. Travis Kelsey was mic'd up during his on-field interaction with Taylor after the game. Oh, let's listen to that. Thank you for oh, coming, baby. I can't baby. believe that. Thank I you. I can't believe you. I Thank you for the support. How do you Thank do you for coming. Oh, there's the first kiss. Coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across the way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh, my God. The absolute best. Was it electric? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Oh, there's the second kiss. So was it kisses. electric? Is that what he asked her? Was it electric? Oh, let's listen again. Thank you for oh, coming, baby. I can't baby. believe that. Thank you. I can't believe you. Thank you for the support. How do you Thank you for that? coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across the way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh, my God. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable. Wow. I don't know how I feel about Thank this. Thank you, baby. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was pretty much the entire All right, let's break it down. What bothers you most about it? I just it? feel like there's an ick there that I'm not a fan of. Like, are they dating or are they not dating? Because it sounds like they just met on the field. Really? Yeah. Well, he keeps calling her baby. I don't usually call, like, women I, I just met baby. but I don't know. But they've been, dating, they've been dating since, what, July of last year? Yeah. It, maybe it's because they knew they were mic'd up. They couldn't really. I don't know. Do you get think you remember it? that? Like, I would totally forget. Like, what <laughs> would you say? <laughs> if Scott won the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, I, I would be jumping into. I, a la Brittany Mahomes, we would be. I'd be jumping on him, hugging him, freaking out a little over the top. All the way over the top. She'd be attacking him right there on the field. Yeah. Thank you for oh, coming, baby. I can't believe that. Thank you. I can't believe you. I can't Thank you for the support. How do you Thank do you for that? coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across the way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh my what? God. The absolute best. Was it electric? I think he was yelling. It a lot. was unbelievable. I think he was yelling a lot. That's he, why he sounds a bit hoarse. Just, yeah. Well, because remember uh, when uh, he was uh, screaming at Andy Reid on the sidelines? Oh yeah. Even at the press conference, he, he, he barely. Yeah. He could barely talk. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, I, I can't say a lot of people, I just have been reading these comments from people that are saying the way that Travis spoke to Andy Reid on the sideline should be a very big red flag for Taylor Swift. What do you guys think? Uh, you got to refresh my memory on what he said to well, Andy Reid. He was he pissed. Was yelling at him to put him yeah, in the game. to put him in score. the game. And then he kind of like ran over and screamed at him and kind of bumped him. But even Andy Reid said I wasn't like hit. Yeah, he just was unstable on but his feet. But some people are saying he... that's like a short feet that he has a very short, short fuse. fuse. Yeah, Andy Reid, I think, also said I get him in a way that no one else does. Yeah. He just seemed completely unfazed. And yeah. even, you know, when Ken Anderson was in here yesterday, he said right. he's like one of the most even keeled, chill coaches. You know, he's not like one of those guys to yell at his people. Like yeah. he just seems to absorb but like he gets he gets the energy. He gets the psyche yeah. Of the American football player and just understands how they can get really amped up and frustrated in situations like that. And mm -hmm. just seems to be willing to tolerate and absorb some of that anger and energy more than your average coach. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't, uh, you know, like I know that there are people in radio that have short fuses, you know, at work. Are they jerks at home? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't I know. Don't I think it know. was, I personally think it was a very heated moment just for Travis.
Like, he doesn't typically show that kind of side of himself. You know what I mean? If he has that side all the time, don't you feel like you would see it often? The angry side? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You think of some of the angriest, like, athletes out there who moans and groans and complains all the time. I feel like there are more tennis players that do that than any other sport. You cannot be serious. Really? (laughs) All the grunting really gets them fired up. Uh, Yeah, they're yelling at the umpire. I saw Um. a psychic yesterday on my Instagram reel, too, that predicted that she does not see this for Travis and Taylor. And she predicted that by the end of March, there would be some sort of separation. She thinks it's just for fun. By the end of March. All right. Well, it wouldn't surprise a lot of people. Nope. One other funny Super Bowl. <laughs> Jason Kelsey was at an Adele show. Oh, I saw that. And he <laughs> shouted out, Eagles! Oh. Do we have any Chief fans here tonight? Yeah. Do we have any Pooby Nolan fans here tonight? What did she say? Do you have any what? Chiefs fans? And then what? Do we have any chief fans here tonight? Oh, she's a chief, singular. Yeah, she's. Do we have any Pooby Nolan fans here tonight? Oh, sorry, chief, you're outnumbered tonight. I can't be But don't worry, it's the big loving, loving shows. You're gonna get on. Eagle! Do we have? What did you say? You sound drunk and like you're a football fan. My, the other thing that I, I thought this is what you were going to talk about. He, uh, Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason, who you just was heard, he was like at the after party just raging. He had a, on one of those uh, Mexican wrestling masks that kind of covers your whole face and the overalls. And they have all this footage of him just. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day he took the kids to Disney World <laughs> or Disneyland, Disneyland. And he's watching the parade with his daughter like, oh, oh wow, hungover. So you could tell Hurting. he was in total hell yeah. one of the local tv reporters in kansas city said that jason kelsey rode on the press bus on the way over the, the, and he was lane. already at that point just obliterated <laughs> wow yeah How funny is just that it's awesome raising all kinds of hell God. I, he's the one you want to be friends with and what's yeah. the thing life. with the brothers whatever happened to patrick mahomes brother that was causing all that trouble when he was hanging out with Brittany Mahomes. Well, he was, did, there's video of him the night that the Chiefs had the big party with uh, Post Malone, the after party they yeah. had the, where Taylor and Travis and everybody was partying. There's video of him trying to get into the private area with Brittany Mahomes, who was his sister-in-law, and he is denied access. Really? And she looks over and is like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. Wow. The Vegas security was super strict. Yeah. And it's probably because of Taylor. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, here's something you may not have known about actor Brian Cranston. He was once wanted for murder. This was back in the 1970s when he and his brother decided to drive across the country on motorcycles. At one point, they ran out of cash in Florida, so they took jobs working in a restaurant to earn some cash. There was a cook at the place named Peter Peter Wong, and I guess everybody hated Peter Wong. What was what what, what was wrong with Peter Wong? I don't know, but they used to joke guy. about how they could kill him without anybody finding out. Okay. 
And after a few weeks working at the restaurant, the Cranston boys finally had enough money to take off for Maine. Well, not long after that, Peter Wong turned up dead. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So the cops were interviewing people at the restaurant because of, you know, all that murder talk that got back to them. Uh And since they determined Wong had had died around the same time the Cranstons left town, they were officially suspects. They even had an APB out on them. Wow. At that point, they were somewhere in the Carolinas, but they they never knew about it at the time because the real killer was caught before police caught up with the Cranston brothers and were eventually cleared. But they they found out after the fact, they were like, wait, what? Wow. That is crazy. We were what? We were, huh? Yeah. All right. So it looks like Katy Perry is leaving American Idol after this season. She's been a judge since 2018, so this will be her seventh Seventh year on Monday nights, Jimmy Come Alive, she said, I love Idol so much, it's connected me with the heart of America. But I need to feel that pulse of my own beat. Hmm. She also reminded Jimmy that she's going to be performing in Brazil at the Rock and Rio Festival in September and hinted that she might have some new music coming soon. Oh. So, American Idol, I don't know anybody that's still watching it, but somebody <laughs> must be because this is season 22. And it uh, premieres Sunday at 8. Well, they wow. still have. I mean, it's it's Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, yeah. and Luke Bryan. They I got mean, A-list yeah. people on the show. But do you remember last year, too, Katy took some heat? Like, she was, it felt like she was making some headlines for being mean. She not, was a mean judge. Yes, not overly nice to all of the contestants. And, that kind of surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. That she took on that role. I, me, too. And then I was watching... Um, like a press conference with Luke Bryan once where they were talking about how he felt like he was like he was defending her all the time. He's like, you know, for some reason the fans are just really hard on Katie. Well, I guess they felt like woman. Well, they needed but they needed a devil. You know, they needed a bad guy on the show. And right? even so it's all that by... they lost when Simon went away. What the bloody hell was that? And if you compare <laughs> her to the other two, she's probably even if she's not mean by your average standard, by comparison to the other two, she's the meanest one oh, out of the three, yeah. you know? Yeah, they're right. I wonder who they'll get to replace her, though. Do you guys think that there's anyone that'll... They That's could... a jerk enough to yeah. want to take on a the female, role? A female, though. It's going to oh, have to be It a... has to be a female I mean, for balance? I mean, it feels like yes. maybe for balance they do need... Because Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan, and then who would you put in that? Maybe they'll bring Paula back. Oh God! Well, Paula wouldn't be. She's not a. She's not mean spirited. She's got that big lawsuit right now against, isn't it against Nigel Nigel Lithgow? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Pro man in Florida named Jonathan Whitesides was arrested after he drunkenly drove up to a sheriff's substation on Sunday. Uh, This guy happens to be a mechanic for the local school board. And it all started when he was hauling an airboat. And the airboat fell off his trailer right in front of the station. Oh, boy. Some cops who were there took notice, saw that he appeared drunk. But before they could nab him, Jonathan took off, but later came back with another man named James. Then those two guys started arguing, Mm. and the cops came back out again. One deputy tried to get James to calm down, but then Jonathan took kind of an aggressive stance toward him. Okay. Charged at him and yelled in his face, and uh, he did not react the way Andy Reid reacted. Uh, He actually uh, arrested him. Oh, no. And two breath samples showed his breath alcohol content was .334. Whoa, .334? They tested him again. It still came back .307, which is way over the legal threshold of .08. Not What is death? That sounds, wow. Yeah, I don't know what death is, but. Oh, God. He put him away. Dang. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up, there's a new dating app, and it's called Score. Score. We're going to score. <laughs> Would you qualify, though? We'll explain what score really means here shortly. Also, ever strategically timed quitting a job to cause maximum disruption? I would love to hear that story. Yeah. That's all coming up. News that did. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Address the question. Have you ever strategically timed quitting a job just so you could cause maximum disruption? <laughs> you gotta be an yes. angry, bitter human. I would think. We'll get to that story here in a bit, but uh, on this Wednesday, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday, let's start with Valentine's Day. Uh, Imagine uh, could be a rough day to be single for some people. I'm, you know, I tell the story every year about the the year that I was traumatized. I could have been the one that started the anti Valentine's Day. And movement. we look forward to it every year. <laughs> tell us the story again, Jeff. Did you no! forget the story? It was my sophomore year of no. college, and I was living in a dorm. Yeah, and there were eighty girls, eighty on my floor. Eighty over Christmas break. My high school sweetheart and I, who went to, off to college together, had broken up. So this was like six weeks after we broke up, and hand to God. I was the only girl on the floor. Out of 80. Out of 80 that didn't have a date, that didn't get flowers or a card. 
I spent the entire night of Valentine's Day alone on my floor watching MTV. Crying. Yeah. Were you crying? Sitting there going, is this really my life? And, you know, I, it was like I couldn't just go out because all of my friends were out on dates. I wasn't going to go out to the bar by myself. Right? You could have probably hooked up with somebody. You probably should have gone out by yourself. I wasn't in that headspace at that time. It was just traumatizing. So moving forward from that year onward. I hate you. You've hated Valentine's Day ever since. For a few years. For a few years, we wore all black. I had another friend who had the exact same. And a year or two later, like two years later, I met a friend who was in the exact same boat. And she and I would wear black. On Valentine's Day, and we'd go to a movie. <laughs> we'll show you love holiday. That's right. We are wearing That's black. Right. What are you guys doing for Valentine's Day today? You and Jacob, you have plans? No. We no, don't nothing? really. I mean, well, we got stuff going on, but nothing Valentine's Day related. So maybe we'll come up with something. Yeah. I'll come up with something. My daughter's really excited. Any any holiday that involves presents of any kind yeah. is very high on the priority She's list. In. Yes. We went to the uh, Dollar Tree, and I let her get her own little basket, and she put some things in there for Scott and some things in there for me. That's cute. And then she kept telling me, don't look. I'm like, (laughs) I have to pay, Penelope. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to do? So she got Scott two little pieces of candy, one's like um, sour carts or something, Uh I think something like that, and she got me a chocolate rose. Oh, Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's so fun. Well, the art collective uh, Mischief, MSCHF, put out a WD-40 cologne last year. Ew. It sold out quickly, but they recently restocked it and added a new perfume that smells like the cleaning solution Fabuloso. Oh, not that I can get behind. Yes. Uh, Anyone who's familiar with Fabuloso knows that it has remarkable staying power. Like it's remarkable. W- way too much. Yeah. Even if you like it when things have that chemical smell, which some people do. But if they continue with this line, maybe they can make a hand soap or something that smells like Dawn. Yeah. So that it at least smells like you made you did the dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, that, and this is something Jen talked about on the Facebook Live video this morning, there is a new dating app called Score. Score. But not in the way, in the reference that you think. Okay. In this instance, score means you must have at least a credit score of 675 to use it. Oh, wow. They're not messing around. Yes. It is a dating app only for people with good to excellent credit. And it hopes to raise awareness about the importance of finances in a relationship. I think that's brilliant. I because, think that's, I mean, that's smart one too. of the number one things that couples disagree on and sometimes ultimately break up over are finances. Yeah. Well, and you got to yeah. think too. I remember this when I worked at um, Citibank. It's like when you marry someone, you also marry their score. So mm-hmm. if the two of you try to go together to get a house or finance something, that's yeah. going to come up. Yep. And I didn't even check that. I should have checked that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming she's got good credit. Yeah. But they do a soft credit check to confirm that you do, in fact, have at least a 675 or higher. 
What's the top? 800? 850. 850? 850 is as high as you can go. I wonder what I am. And if you have an 850, does that mean you can pretty much get any loan you want? Yeah, I don't even have to think you have to be that high. I mean, I think anything like over a 700, you pretty much are... In good shape. Yeah. I have one of those credit cards that tells you... Like, you can click on the thing and it'll kind of tell you what your credit journey is or what your credit score is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got one of those. Yeah. 821. Look at that. Look at you. I would qualify if I were single. You would do great. Yeah, I'm looking at mine. And Look at yours, Jen. I don't even know where to pull it up. I don't even want to know. I don't know what I don't know. Equifax, I got an eight twenty. TransUnion, I got a eight twenty. Experian, I got an eight thirteen. Why don't you have an eight fifty? Where'd you screw up? You got an eight thirteen, and I got an eight twenty one. Yeah, you're one point at well on the Equifax and TransUnion. I got an eight twenty. Yeah, but the Experian, they're I don't know, they must be. They're tougher. dinging you, bro. Yeah, what's up? Dinging me over <laughs> what something. What you been doing? I don't know. <laughs> probably got all those big purchases we're making with meals. It probably probably. Is. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Your debt to credit? Yeah, ratio. ratio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, we're getting miles though. Yeah. Lots and lots of miles. Right. Jeff's gonna be we're gonna be like, How did you afford that trip around the world? Well, it was all the miles. <laughs> oh, that's not a joke. <laughs> I believe you. Like that trip to Asia we took, we flew Delta One for free. Yeah, because that's a expensive airline ticket. Isn't oh, it? yeah. Well, isn't that one especially of the ones that there. lays down? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the little pods you see on the on the television that you're like, I want to fly like that one day. That was all miles. Yeah. Wow. I've been saving my, I have the Marriott Bonvoy credit card that I've had for probably a decade now. And do you I, even use those points? Like, do you convert those points? Well, I have the points, and I'm I'm saving them to. I'm hopefully hopefully using them to go to Aruba because they have these Marriott uh, overwater bungalows in Aruba. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, and they'll I let you use them for that. They do. There's you know there's certain things you have to still pay for, like the taxes or the resort fee or whatever it is. I don't yeah, know. I'm surprised they let you use the points for stuff like that. Yeah. The big, big ticket. I'm surprised they yeah. haven't put in the well, kibosh. Well, it's a lot of points. They haven't it's put not, the kibosh on No, no, that. no. It's not like it's, oh, 30,000 points. It's like each room is like 130,000 points, if not more, or something mm. stupid like that. Yeah, so I've been racking up points with like Hilton, Hyatt, Intercontinental, mm-hmm. and kind of forgot about them. And then I realized that I could convert those points to... Delta miles. Yeah. So is that what you've been doing? And I just recently did it the other day. Yeah, I got, like, when you add it all up, I think I got, what did I get here? Like 20,000 miles or something. Wow, good for that you. That sounds Brad. like a lot. crazy. That's what you're going to need if you're going to be laying in those chairs on the airplanes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think a lot of them, let's see, I got, yeah, 6,000 miles for Intercontinental, Hyatt, 5,500 miles. Uh, Hilton, 7,000 miles. And it's a good thing I use them because sometimes, they, you know, they'll expire if you forget. Yep. And I looked at that, too. And even if you don't have enough miles to, say, use for travel, uh, sometimes just getting, like, a better 
uh, medallion status can help too, mm-hmm. which qualifies you for upgrades when you fly. So let, let's say you've got like a coach seat, mm-hmm. uh, but you're a silver or I don't know, platinum medallion. I don't know what the restrictions or the requirements are, but sometimes based on that, you can get an upgrade depending on what credit card you used. And it reminds me of that movie that George Clooney was in up in the air where he just, he knew all the hacks. Yeah. yeah. How to, how to scam the system. Right. Uh, what else? What else? If you're still not quite sure what to do to celebrate Valentine's Day and you happen to live in Idaho, Idaho, uh, you could see if there were any time still available at the local axe throwing facility. Oh, I haven't done that yet. It looks like fun. Google Trends just released a list of the uniquely popular Valentine's Day date activities in every state. And that came up in Idaho. Yeah, it's a big thing. Well, good luck finding a slot. They're all booked (laughs) up. I've done it before. It's fun, but I it gets a little um root. You I I enjoyed having more. You I feel like you have to go with a group of people because if it's your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn, I feel like it gets a little um like it starts to weigh on you a little bit constantly just Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's not like bowling where you no, just No, it's a, it, yeah. <laughs> you, you only need to throw it a few times. You don't need yeah. to You don't need spend to spend hours. Correct. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Pottery class is really big in California and Arkansas. That's cute. In Arizona and Nevada, it's mini golf. In Pennsylvania, it's indoor mini golf. Bowling in Michigan and Oklahoma. Go-karts in Washington State and Montana. I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a go-kart. Roller skating in Iowa. Ice skating in Florida. Uh, let's see. In Massachusetts, they're big on cooking classes. Oh, that sounds fun. Huh. I could see you doing that, Jeff. I you would and, love You that. and Kristen doing a little cooking class. Yeah, we've done it. It's great. Escape room in New Jersey. Aquarium in Ohio, in, uh, Illinois. I'm sorry, Hawaii. Aquarium in Hawaii. What about spa days? Aren't there any spa? Where? No, I'm sorry. There's no spa days. Guys aren't usually hip to that kind of stuff, though. They don't really. Some of them don't want to do the massage. Remember, well, let we me ha- look at. Let me look. I'm, let me pull up the map. I got the whole map here. Remember, they had that. Um, was it that second date update we did one time where it was like he can't get a massage because he gets excited or something like that? Yeah, a lot of guys do. Some guys get real excited. It looks like spa day is big. I don't know. I I wish they'd write the names of the states on the map. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember she didn't That's do so, so well. Funny. Remember, we I struggled so bad. Can you map. point out Ohio? Can I po- I, yes, I can tell you that Ohio and Indiana and Kentucky are all movies. But spas, what's that one? What's by Maine? Vermont. Is that Vermont? Uh, Are you bordering, sure that's Maine? Bordering Maine is New Hampshire, Maine, and New Hampshire. then Vermont is one state over to the west. Yeah, and so then Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts—that's New York. That's Okay. That's the state of New York. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm New buying York you a puzzle of the 50 states. <laughs> I can remember studying it when Natural I was a kid. Oh, God. I, had, I don't even know. I don't know. I probably could have figured it out if I thought, oh, yeah, because there's Long Island. Okay. I see. I would have figured it out. <laughs> 
Because so I know funny. that's Pennsylvania. Right? Right. I, I would have got it. You used to be with a New Yorker, and, and then she can't even identify oh, the state. That's awesome. Uh, maybe because I'm scarred. Yeah, could be. So, yeah. So, Spa Day's big in New York? Yes. That's look nice. At that. People in Texas are more interested in going out for coffee. I know. A lot of coffee dates. There's a coffee date. And then there's one of the big square states that's pizza. Uh, it's either Colorado or Wyoming. Mm, let me see. Is it the... I think it's Wyoming. N- more northern? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. That's Idaho. What's that one? That one is <laughs> North North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, Montana, honey. Is it? All right, that's Montana. There'll be a quiz later. I didn't realize Montana bordered Canada. Look at that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's how my long-lost sister met her now husband, and they live in Canada. She was on vacation in Montana. She was skiing in Montana. Do you know how? Yeah, I was going to say. That's where they met. We did did that uh, quiz, remember, and Jen and I missed... You and Tim. So what was it? Last year sometime. They just flew through We took a quiz where we filled out the states. I gave you a blank map. And you and Tim got perfect scores. Yeah. Yeah. I messed up some of the New England-y ones. And I needed more time. And Jen just, (laughs) she just stopped. (laughs) We would allow you more time. Yeah, she just stopped. I know. Those little ones at the top. I'm good at other things. In the right. The little tiny ones. Those are hard. I'll give you that. There's just a lot going on. Like in Connecticut. Yeah, see, I grew up there, so I. Who needs to know where Connecticut is? And like, is? what is this little? You know, these little clusters here, right above North Carolina. You know, there's a bunch of little things happening there. Oh, too. Maryland and Delaware. You yes, mean? Yes, and all Virginia. that. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. West Virginia. I got Virginia. <laughs> what about West Virginia? Well, that's the one to the left of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's next to that? What borders West Virginia? West uh, Ohio, Ohio and Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna see if yeah. you knew. Oh, yeah. In Maryland. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Valentine's Day is also Ash Wednesday this year. Uh, Ash Wednesday is the Christian day marking the start of Lent. Mm -hmm. And that has some people wondering, can you celebrate both? Well, the short answer is no. No. But the more nuanced answer is it depends on how seriously you are, uh, how seriously you take both traditions. Valentine's Day, you know, it's it's a candy heart and chocolate fueled secular celebration, usually involving date nights out and some romping around afterward, hopefully. Yeah. And it is intensely commercialized, at least here in the U.S. Uh, even traditionally, it's a feast day for some Christians to honor St. Valentine. Ash Wednesday kind of moves around. And no one chose for Ash Wednesday to be on Valentine's Day. It's not Valentine's Day's fault. Yeah, it's directly linked to Easter Sunday, which also moves around based on the first full moon after the March equinox. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, Easter is March 31st this year, if you're keeping track. Uh, But Ash Wednesday is really, I mean, that is a solemn day of fasting and reflection. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that launches Lent, and it's actually a required day of fasting and abstinence for Catholics. I was telling you we were at a, a dance class a little earlier this week, and a lot of the schools had their Valentine's Day celebrations yesterday. So because it would not interfere. Of, yes. 
Yeah, Catholic Bishop Richard Henning of Providence, Rhode Island, says it is not possible to celebrate both Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. Uh, of course, the, the bishop says that Ash Wednesday needs to be prioritized. It is the much higher value and deserves the full measure of our devotion. I ask with all respect that we maintain the unique importance of Ash Wednesday. Okay. I mean, what did you think he was going to say? Yeah. By the way, the Valentine's Day Ash Wednesday mashup has happened before. It last occurred in 2018, which was extra silly because that year, Easter fell on April Fool's Day. Oh, not good. Before that, we hadn't seen those dates line up since 1945. When is Easter this year? March is it early or late? It's March, March 31st. 31st. Okay. Have you ever heard the term cyberchondria? You afraid of internet? Is that what it is? No, it's fear of the internet. You suffer from it. <laughs> I oh. suffer from it. It's when you obsessively Google health stuff online. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. You're not alone. A lot of people Oh, do I know I'm not alone. One of my best friends, she calls me all the time when she's having, like, she's totally got herself freaked out over something. But I'll tell you what, she was spot on because of a Google search that she had. She had something going on with her eye, and she's like, oh, my God, I think I detached my retina. Oh, dear. And so she go- she's Googling it, and she's like, I got to go to the eye doctor. The eye- she goes to the eye doctor, and he tells her it's something else, gives her some drops, sends her home. Two days later, her retina oh my God. detached. Yeah, oh. I want to yep. puke. Didn't that happen to Savannah Guthrie? Like her kid, yeah, ac- accidentally like did that detach punched her, her in the. Was that something? He hit her with a. He threw a little toy train or something. I yeah. thought she scratched her cornea. I thought was yep. it? No, was it was it more, than, more that. than that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's rough. I'll tell you that. Yeah, anything to do with the eyeball is a rough sitch. Hmm. Um, anyway, I bring it up because cyberchondria or, you know, the condition, like when you obsessively Google health stuff online is something a lot of us do. Someone looked at the top health questions people in all 50 states Googled, uh, since we're talking about Google trends here. Uh, Alabama is obsessed with how do you get monkeypox? Oh, my God. Oh. They're very concerned about That's that in happening? Alabama. I guess I in Alabama it is. monkeypox in a while. I haven't either. Hmm. Yeah, that was like a big thing for a hot minute. Yeah. In Arkansas, they're obsessed with what causes hemorrhoids. Oh, my gosh. And next door neighbor Mississippi is also asking about them. Hmm. What's going on there? What are they, what, what's their diet like? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, California is asking, why do I keep yawning? <laughs> and is it bad to sleep with your bra on? These are good questions. I don't, you know, I don't know why anybody's making fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. In Kentucky, they're asking, "Why does coffee make you poop?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the other most googled health question is in Kentucky? No. Can you live without a spine? Oh, oh. my god. That's a no. That is, that a, is a hard no. no, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indiana, why am I always hungry? And also, how to relieve gas pain. Wow. Those are the big ones in Indiana. Uh, in Ohio, uh, can you die from a broken heart? Oh, is that really what in we're asking? In the heart of America. That's what we're asking. Kind of sad. That'd be a tough Valentine's Day here. Yes, it would.
I have to make a trip to Loveland, the sweetheart there of There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Wisconsin, why is my eye twitching? <laughs> stress. Trying to it's think. all because of stress. I know. That happens to me sometimes when just the top part of my eyebrow. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed at how many symptoms are caused by stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like you think you you think you're having a heart attack or God, why are my arms numb? Why am I, my limbs tingling? Why are my lips tingling? It's mm. tingling all over the place. Just, <laughs> every body part that tingles. It Not can any be of the fun places. Stress, it's I all can the, tell you. It's all the, I can tell the worrisome places. Uh, yes, I can tell you that every single one of them is a is a symptom of anxiety. See, I don't like doing that. I don't like looking stuff up because it just. It, it it always puts my head in a bad space. I'd like to pretend that nothing is wrong. Well, you see, the hope is to calm your nerves. It's like I'm this weird thing is happening to me. I'm going to Google it, so Google will tell me that it's not a big deal, and then I can relax and not worry about it anymore. Is the thought process going in? That does backfire at times because you can Google a symptom, and all of a sudden you've got some horrific, lethal like deadly disease. Yes. And your days are numbered. When it <laughs> when it goes that Do you go to the doctor like, at there that is, point? There is an immense amount of suffering heading your direction <laughs> and it's going to be bad. So then what you end up doing is googling the other symptoms for that dire, you know, oh for whatever the disease oh, is or yes. whatever. So now you got to go look to see if you have any of the other symptoms. And what happens that, if you do? Then well then you count. How many? It's like, okay. Well, and then what you do is it's like if you, let's say there's 10 symptoms listed and you have four. Okay. So you take the other three that you didn't already have and Google those to see if there's a simple explanation for those that you could actually have. Can't you just do an e-visit instead? Yeah, I was just going to say in the time that you spent on Google, you could have just reached out on my chart and gotten an answer. You don't want to call your doctor and look like a hypochondriac. It's like 26 bucks. Hey, surprise, they already know, okay? They already know that you have this yeah, but challenge. Here's the th- but here's the thing, and you know what they will do? They will order tests. Molly says if your eye is twitching, it means you need some magnesium. Oh, nice. There you go. I have a magnesium tablet. You want? I actually take magnesium every day. Magnesium is very good for you. Happy to. It helps for a lo- It helps with a lot of you things. You can have mine today if you're suffering I'm good. from. No, I'm t- I've got my own magnesium. Well, Thank it's, you. It's dehydration, too. That's the other thing. A dehydration lot, like, can cause a, a lot thing of crazy it. things. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Are you experiencing any hot flashes this morning? Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I go... So I go to Prime IV Hydration and Wellness. I go like every other week. I have like the membership there. And I when I leave there, I feel incredible. How long does that last? Um, so for it, real. It does. Well, it depends on what kind of drip you get. Like I get different ones. Like I've done ones for immunity. I've done ones for energy. And it, when I, usually when I leave here, I have to go home, take a nap, reset my brain, get myself together. And when I leave there, when I leave Prime, I am like, whoa, what are we doing today? Let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I would say probably for the next several days, like a in a row. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what vitamins and supplements well, and wellness yeah it's just wellness i'm mm-hmm. like wow just mm-hmm. all the things that your body's missing like i didn't even know that i was vitamin d deficient until i did my um panel yeah when i pulled my panel last year and it's like whoa your vitamin d is really low and now i get like an injection for that there so, mm-hmm. i don't know 
So when you're finally ready to tell your boss to shove it, you really want them to regret what a jerk they were to you. That's right. So this tracks a poll found that one out of eight people have strategically timed their resignation to cause maximum disruption for their something? employer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like they, they don't want to just resign, man. They, they want to resign at the worst possible time in the worst possible way to cause the maximum amount of pain. Yeah. For example, let's say you're ready to quit now. But you know your boss really needs you at that big sales meeting next Thursday. Oh. Oh. Then I'm going to wait until Wednesday to quit. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. That's an angry person. That really is an angry person. How bad do you have to be getting screwed over at your current job to be that angry and that hateful toward the people you work with? You know, I've had some difficult relationships with bosses in my past, but I've never never reached that point where I wanted to cause. wanted to exact any kind of revenge. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't you feel and like just want out? Well, and then I don't want to burn the bridges. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah, that's just that. a, Maybe that's just a personal <laughs> There's thing. that, too. Yeah. Because usually if you work in the field, maybe you'll cross paths again. Well, I told you about the big blowout that I had with a guy that I worked with in Sacramento. How's that go again? Well, I got a job. I had been hired to work mm. in New York, and I gave my two-week notice, and he was just a spiteful dude. He just made the, those last two weeks. I mean, he was tough anyway. Yeah. Which I was okay with, you know, because he was very good at what he did. He was a brilliant programmer, and it 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 meant something to have those call letters and his name on your resume as a reference. Right. But he could be a son of a bitch, man. Yeah, just like what would he do? What made him off? Um he would he was very he could be very punitive. Okay. Um he would he would punish out of spite. He was petty. Uh he was much much of his decision making seemed ego driven. But on the other hand, he was also a really good teacher, and he demanded excellence. Sometimes you got to pay to play, don't you? And that's how I approached the job. Yeah. Uh, but when I got that opportunity in New York, it was like he turned on me. Yeah. And, you know, I could not have been more respectful when I submitted my two-week notice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was grateful for the opportunity. But he was mad. Um, and I think he was mad in part because, you know, I think he thought I was going to hang out longer than yeah. I did and I, you know, he had been known, like I had heard from other people say that he might try to sabotage better opportunities because he thinks that working for him is where the radio world begins and ends. Right. And did he? And I learned that that was absolutely true the hard way. Uh, okay. What did he do? Uh, well, he started signing me double shifts. So that would be like, <laughs> you know, Patty coming in here and saying, Jeff, you're on the air starting around six and you're going to stay on the air until 6 PM. And I'm giving everyone else the day off just to be. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And while you're at it, I need you to, you know, go wash the vans. I mean, just, just stuff like, like that. that kind of like, are you joking? Or and is you this... did it. Well, I did it to a point and I just, you know, I just said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, this is... 
Yeah, that's awful. This is abusive. Like, this is wrong. Good yeah. for you. You know, and I just said, you know, you want to fire me? And uh, he said, you know, it's not too late for me to sabotage that New York deal. <gasps> and I'm like, you know what? You you do what you got to do. And I walked out. Yeah. And wow. not five minutes later, he called New York. Oh, he did? And he did. And what did he say? I, I don't know what he said. Joel never told me. But I reached out to Joel and I said, listen, I'm embarrassed to tell you this may happen. You may get a phone call. Uh-huh. Oh, so you called him first I called, before he got there? Nope. Okay. Oh. It was too late. He had already called Joel. Oh, wow. Yeah, Joel Sokowitz, who was the program director in New York, who had hired me. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, yeah, I already heard from him. Wow. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what to say. He's like, don't even worry about it. He says, it's clear there's a whole other agenda there, and it doesn't affect our situation. We look forward to having you. And oh, good. Oh, everything's great. good. Yeah. yeah. So he knew the deal. He knew what was up. Oh, the drama. Have you ever right? seen that guy or talked to that guy ever again? Yes. I uh, saw him probably a year and a half, two years later in Vegas, and he could not have been nicer. Gave me a hug. Great to see you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> All is well. What do you know? Did you feel the same? Were you like all is well? Or were you like, you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like to, I hate harboring that stuff. It yeah. just doesn't feel good. Yeah. And I wanted to move on from it. And I talked to some other staff members. You guys met my friend Adam, who also worked for Jerry. So he got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelly, who was another coworker, now lives in Indiana. Um, you know, we, we all kind of commiserated about it. It's like we had this... Uh, <laughs> Shared trauma is what it's called. Yeah, this, what do you call it? <laughs> this, this like, coping group. Yeah. Where I think it's, it's just helpful to kind of put it in perspective because the big thing is, like, honest to God, is it me? Yeah. You know, is there something I did to cause this or you know where did i fit like where did i fail in this yeah mm-hmm. what was my part in it right yeah um so i didn't want to be d when i ran into him again i just wanted to be a gentleman and professional and respectful and uh he he acted like nothing had happened that's so crazy that's got to be messed up yeah what is it like to be in his head to be like man i was such a d but i'm gonna pretend like i didn't do anything where's he now uh, I heard he was in Florida or North Carolina or some southern state. So he's still, but he's still in, in retirement. Oh, he retired. He he left radio and he got into. Uh, he was the editor of a industry trade magazine there for a while, and I think he sold the publication and made a ton of money and retired. Yeah, down south somewhere. Last I heard. Hmm. Um, most common way we quit though are in person over email. That's the most common way. Now, 19% have actually just ghosted a boss. Over email. Wow. Yeah, no communication, just gone. I can't imagine. Uh, One in 10 have also quit via text. And uh, just because you ghost them doesn't mean you're totally gone. More than 10% of us have written an emotionally charged review of a former employer on a site like Glassdoor. Ooh, wow. And the top five words that we use in those situations are stressful, frustrating, disorganized, toxic, and overworked. How does it work when you do an, an exit interview? Does do, does that information go back to the boss, or does that? I don't stay know. I've never HR? had one. That's I would what I think. So. Same. That's what I'm wondering. Like, if they, if you get, if you leave for any reason, most 
people, most places call you now for some sort of exit interview. And so does that information stay with that HR person or does, yeah, that I would get, imagine. does it get shared with the bosses? I would think the feedback would get to the bosses. I, I would otherwise, think, what's the point? Yeah. 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 More than half of us have wanted to yell or tell our boss off while quitting. Wow. But held back. Yeah. Hmm. I'm so emotional. I think if I ever had to quit, I would just cry throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I've only ever I'm leaving. I've only ever quit once, and and I, it was so satisfying. It was so incredibly satisfying because after I graduated college, I had been working at this radio station that was an hour away from where I went to school mm-hmm. through for three four years. Pretty much, I started my sophomore year of college, and um, yeah, so it was. Nine months after graduation. And the midday spot had opened up, and the girl that was doing overnights moved to middays. I was doing overnights for nine months. I was doing overnights full time, hourly, no benefits, making $500 a month, living in this shared apartment where there were four bedrooms, and then you each had your own bedroom that had an attached bath. And then you shared a living room and a kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I was living in that space with three strangers who were all weird. (laughs) And not not my kind of weird. Like a totally weird I could not relate to no matter how hard I tried. And one of them kept going into my room and borrowing my clothes. Anyway. So I was living, no lie, on my mom's Amico card. I would go and I would fill up my my car was always full of gas because I would put a dollar's worth of gas in it and I would buy Doritos, mac and cheese, and Mountain Dew. All your snacks. Um, everything. I lived on that. <laughs> I lived on that. So for nine months, my boss was telling me, We're, you're not ready for overnights. You are not ready for full time. You are not ready to be a salaried employee. We're still looking for somebody to fill this position. I went down to Tampa, Florida, which was market number 21 in the country at the time, and I was in market number 192. 192, my boss told me I couldn't do it. I dropped off a tape at this radio station that was my goal to work at by the time I was 28. And by the time I'd gotten back to my aunt's house, 30 minutes away, the program director had called her house and left a message for me. Called him back. He asked me if I wanted to do a shift while I was in town. I said, are you crazy? Yes. Right now, I'm available. I'm there. there. So I spent the whole week hanging out overnight at the radio station, watching the guy and learning how they did everything. And then I pulled an overnight shift, went back to to Illinois, sent them a tape of it. They called me and they said, can you be here in two weeks? That's awesome. So then I walked into my boss's office (laughs) in market number 192. You were like, suck it. And I, I, it was so hard for me to not say that. You want to hear my tape? uh, But I said, I go, well, I'm putting in my two weeks because I'm moving to Tampa. I got hired at the power pit. The look on his face. The look on his face. It was so he was like, what's was, a power pig? He, oh, he knew. <laughs> he knew. It was the hottest radio station. I mean, I think that's fair to say. I mean, in that, in that year, in that time, that was the In the hottest. early 90s, that was the hottest station in the country. Yeah, that's Without so a funny. doubt. Without a doubt. 
So you were like, by the way, um, I'm not going to stay here for two weeks. I'm moving to Tampa. <laughs> I'm actually quitting right now. Yeah, I think I'm done Love with you. Bye. you. Oh, but that was that was a satisfying yeah. moment. See, I've never had like all of my jobs. I've quit to do a different job. You know, when I was at Wendy's, I was like, hey, I'm quitting Wendy's because I'm going to go work at Citibank and mm-hmm. be a telemarketer because of school. Yeah. I left Citibank to go work at the courthouse because the schedule was better. You know, it was yeah. never for anything that was better or different, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. One person who was an HR director reached out to us and said uh, exit interview information typically stays with HR unless it is extreme circumstances uh someone else who wishes to remain nameless said um for some reason they did the exit interview before my last day then my boss cornered me in a room shut the door and proceeded to berate me and tell me what a piece of crap i was for going to hr about her and that she was going to make sure everyone knew that what i said was a complete lie and then she went and told all the staff, which was around 45 people, what a terrible person I was. Uh, what she didn't know is that I recorded the conversation. Oh, dang. And have that to use against her at any time should she decide she wants to continue to slander me to the public. Wow. Uh, huh. Huh. Yeah, what's the point? I don't get what the point is. If the feedback doesn't get back to the managers, I don't understand. I don't. Well, I mean, it would if it was something troublesome. Yeah, like if it was something that would cause concern. Like if it's just a standard run of the mill. Hey, it was a great experience. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, even you know, even that. I mean, let them know that they're doing an okay job. (laughs) Right. The person isn't leaving because of something that you did. Maybe it's only in like extreme one way or another. Yeah. Oh, my God, best boss I've ever worked for in my life. I'll forward that along. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> let's see. Huh. Uh, one person said, I worked for a company that would actually terminate sales reps while they were on business trips. And they would cut off the corporate cars and route. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. <sighs> That's crazy. Okay. Well, we're learning something new. Yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, that was a ghost story we had, what, day before yesterday. She was the company problem child. Yeah, but she they, was. But she didn't realize it. She thought, oh, they were all friends. Mm-hmm. She thought she was friends with her boss. She threw her showers and parties and stuff. She left the company, and then her former boss wanted nothing to do, do with her. And she had no clue. <laughs> right. No idea why. Yeah. Speaking of second date update, ghost stories... Oh, I got This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Expanded the second date update franchise we to have. include non-romantic relationships. There you go. How about that? This can be anything. A friend ghosting a friend, a sister, cousin, other relative, co-worker. Yes. And mm-hmm. to kick off 
this new edition of Second Date Update. We're giving you all Second Date Update ghost stories every day this week and then uh, next week. And from then on, uh, you'll be able to hear a ghost story on Friday. Yep, that's the plan. If all goes well. Yep. If we get enough. Uh, But for now, so Danielle has a ghost story to share with us this morning, and we're going to try to help her out. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you guys? We're doing good. Who is Kendall, and how do you know her? Uh, We met in college, and we've been really good friends ever since, like for the last seven years now. Okay. And then about a month ago, she just stopped returning my text, completely disappeared. And and I've even run into her a couple times, and she's been friendly, but she doesn't interact with me. And yeah, it's it's just weird. Like I I haven't we haven't had a fight or no disagreement, so I seriously have no clue what's going on and what could have possibly caused a rift between us. Mm-hmm. And like I even asked her, I sent her some texts and an email, and she's just not communicating with me at oh. all. So. I really hope that we can figure this out because right. I have no idea what's going on and it's really upsetting. How close were you? Was this a, a tier one friend? Was this somebody that you talked to every day, multiple times a day? Or was this a once a week friend? Or was this just a going oh, out yeah. with friend? This is a tier one. We talked every week. So, okay. you know what yeah, happened? This is weird. To me, one time, I had a really, really good friend when we were in college and we would hang out all the time. But she kept, like, screwing me over all the time. Like, we would go places together, and she would leave me behind. Or we would make plans to go out, and she would sidebar me for something else. And I totally ghosted her. And that was why. Have you been flaking at all? No. No, I haven't been flaky. Mm. No. So I've had people tell me the relationships they had in college don't change all that much after college. Like, if there was one person in the group who tended to be high drama they're always that way or if there was Mm. if there was that one person in the group who would just suddenly flake or shut down and you'd have to chase them to find out what happened it's always the same person and that's why we're asking if she's been known to just flake before where she shuts down she just inexplicably stops talking to people because of some perceived injustice oh this is so new yeah i've never she's we've always you know been up front with each other about things yeah that's weird so Well, we'll call her up and see what she has to say. As Second Aid Update Ghost Stories continues next with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. has known Kendall since college, very tight, tier one friend, always open with each other, great communicators. Kendall's never flaked on her before. Don't know why she's suddenly not talking to her. Uh, this is not part of a pattern. Like, Kendall does not appear to be one of those people who just shuts down and disappears like this. It's because this is out of character even for her. So Danielle is really concerned, wants to know why she's not talking to her, and we're going to call her up and try to get the scoop. Anything you thought of, Danielle, during the break that you want to add that you think is important? No, I I don't think so. I mean, it's been a minute, so I just, like, hope everything's okay. I didn't do anything wrong, and I'd love to know what's going on. Great. Okay, let's call her. 
Hello? Hi, is this Kendall? Yeah. May I ask who this is? Yes, it's Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim at Q102. How are you this morning? Uh, confused. (laughs) (laughs) That's honest. Yeah, that is fair. I'm confused. What's going on? (laughs) Well, we spoke to a friend of yours, and she misses you. Okay. Who was it? You remember Danielle? Oh. <laughs> Super tight. For seven years, tier one friendship. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like best friendish material, though, honestly. Danielle says you've been a little scarce lately. Everything okay? No, there's, there's an issue, a very clear issue. I've talked to her about many times. Oh, so um, this is something Danielle should know about. Yeah, she knows what it is for sure. Really? Because we talked to her. She doesn't have a clue. Said this is really out of character for you. Has no idea what's going on. We asked her if you guys had a fight. She said no. Well, I mean, I've had it, you know, like I, I just like I've just completely had it. I'm I'm a teacher and I'm an active teacher. So I'm involved in like a lot of activities and I know a lot of families in the district and when I go out places, I need to behave in ways that are respectable. And to be honest, she's loud and she's sloppy and she's a drunk. And mm. when we go out, I have one glass of wine. Maybe she drinks two bottles. What? Yeah. She's loud. She swears. She slurs her words. It's really embarrassing. She gets really confrontational. And I, I told her this numerous times. <laughs> She just can't get like that when she's with me, but she keeps doing it. Like, for example, the last time we went out to dinner, we ran into my superintendent in the bathroom, and she got super, super snarky with her, and I was, like, absolutely mortified. (sighs) And so much so, I had to go the next day to apologize and make up all these excuses for her. Mm. And, like, honestly, that's just the final straw for me. Like, just a total lack of respect, and we're not in college anymore, you know? Like, getting sloppy drunk is just not a cute look. Yeah, I mean, we've dealt with that, like going out with Jen in public in the past. Oh, God, it was awful. Complete mess. I had a friend that lived with me for a while uh, because he needed a spot because he took a job in Cincinnati, and he was that guy. Luckily, had... luckily, it didn't interfere with my work, really, but it, it, it was bad. I had to draw a line. Yeah, I can think of two friends off the top of my head that I had to stop taking out with me, and they got really hurt and upset, and I'm like, I just cannot have you with me acting that way people recognize i love you i think you're a wonderful person but you can't handle your alcohol and you act like a jerk and it reflects back yeah Um, kendall we have danielle on the other line and we'd like to run this by her danielle you still there i'm here and i like have no idea what you're talking about like i never got snarky with anyone in the bathroom and i have no idea what's going on why are you making things up Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, you guys. She never remembers anything that she does. <laughs> like, mm. I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know, you need help. And I'm sorry. Like, I've tried to talk to you about this. I can't be out in public with you. I know too many people. I have a reputation to uphold. Your behavior reflects poorly on me. And I I really wish you the best. Like, I hope that you get help. I really, really do. But I can't have keep having the same conversation with you. Like, I, it's, I'm done. I'm fine, but you're not fine is what I'm trying to tell you. And it's like, I can't keep saying the same thing over and over. No. Yeah. You know, 
I'm sorry, Danielle. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, well, it seems that I'm not even sure if I even have actual friends or if we ever had a real friendship because, yeah, I, yeah, this is, well, see, I would disagree. I would say that a real friend would tell you the truth. You know, like, I'm not going to stand by and let you keep doing this to yourself. It's ridiculous. Have you had other people say this to you, Danielle? What's that? Have you had other people say this to you, Danielle, in the past? No, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't something that like is a problem. No one said anything like this to you before other than Kendall. No, I don't think so. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, my family enjoys alcohol. We have fun. Um, I have fun with my other friends, but it seems that it's apparently an issue for some reason. Hmm. Okay. Well, Kendall, we appreciate you taking the call. Appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Yeah. And what can I tell you, Danielle? Now we know. Now we know. Good luck. Yes. Best of luck to you, Danielle. Thanks. Take care. All right. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. Another round of the 1K letter of the day. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hey, Christy. Hi. How's life treating you? Oh, my gosh. I've been trying to do this for years. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, it's about time then, huh? And I'm great in the car, but I'm not going to put myself out there now when I'm on the air. Oh, let's just wait and see what happens. Our job here is to help you get relaxed into the moment. Fingers crossed. Yes, to get in touch with the letter that you are going to yes. be using today. Give me a good one. That will get you a thousand dollars. Yep. That sounds amazing. I know, right? Yes, I am. Make it happen for you. Doing ABA therapy, and so that will really help. Uh huh. Uh, Autism therapy is not the cheapest. No, it is not. It is quite pricey. That is the truth. Um, So yeah. So what are you up to today? I just got one off to school, and I have uh, two and a four-year-old, and they're both at home, and they're going on the spectrum, so that's what this is all for, and I am a stay-at-home mom with them, too. There you go. It'll keep you busy. Keep you on your toes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, let's try to get you set up, then. We got the letter H for you today. Uh Uh-huh. All right. H-H-H-H-H-H-H. Yep. Okay. All right. Get in the feeling place of H. Husband. There you go. <laughs> uh, I have a good one of those. That's helpful. That helps. That is, that is a big help in your situation, especially, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Right. How long have you been married? I'm going on 10 years. 10, 10 years. years. All right. 
Okay. Right. Do you feel H? Are you feeling H? You got it? You I'm the... feeling it. I, okay. I, got, I got H in the brain. H on the brain. <laughs> well, we, we got 30 theme. seconds on the clock. That's right. And the theme is Valentine's Day. Okay. Okay, so think Valentine's Day, think H. All right? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. With the letter H, name something you say on Valentine's Day. Horny. A flower. Hibiscus. Something sweet. Heart candy. Something chocolate. Oh, shoot. Uh, pass. Something red. Uh, I'll get the heart box again. Um, pass. Something pink. Hibiscus. Oh, I... <laughs> Pass. A candle scent. Oh, honey. Oh, this is the worst I have ever done. You could have gone with heart when she said something red, even though yeah. heart, even though you said heart candy, heart yeah. could have still worked because it's a yeah. different That's thing. So I used the word already. Oh, now, all right. if, Thank you for if, if it would have been me, me play. if it would have been me, something to say on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. But uh, you went with horny. <laughs> that works, too. That's better. That's great. After 10 years. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Right yep. off the rip. With everything they got going on. <laughs> they got a lot. There you are. That's a yep. good one. Oh, thank you guys so much. Good job, Christy. All right. So in case you were counting, you got three. Oh, no. Oh, that's horrible. That's the worst I've ever done. And that's how it usually happens in yes. the first yes, play. Yes, yes. Yep. I feel like that's why I usually hear. Yeah, yeah. So do try again, okay? I will do. Right. Thank you so much. You're yep. very welcome. Happy Valentine's right. Day. Yep. Happy Valentine's Day. You guys have a great day. You too. Okay. Horny. <laughs> horny. <laughs> horny, horny. <laughs> We've not said that so many times in a row ever. That's, so that's wonderful. That's great. So let's see. The next four would have been a candle scent. You said what? Honeysuckle. A restaurant. Oh, honey. Ooh, honey. Oh, Here yeah, that's yeah. right. I a love song. Oh, hot, hot, hey, hot. Hey, you. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hot tamale. <laughs> I would have made that up. I know, in a term of endearment. Honey. Honey, honey, there is a million honey. opportunities honey with heart there, and yeah. honey there. Heart. Yeah. Right. Term of endearment. Hot. Yeah. Hotty. Hotty. <laughs> We were talking about oh. early this morning. We made reference to the anti Valentine's Day, the anti Valentine's Day movement, yeah. which is really picking up steam here lately. Mm-hmm. The Washington Post just a big story on it. Some people think that Valentine's Day is a hallmark holiday that's only pushed on us to sell cards, chocolate, and jewelry. And that is the the stance yes. of every cheap male on the planet who does, isn't going to buy in and feel the pressure of society to spend money just so Hallmark can get richer. Well, I definitely feel that way about Sweetest Day. Like, I like Valentine's Day because it is a fun little opportunity. To... So what is the argument for how they're different? Sweetest days to me, they're not really like to me. Sweetest day is just an additional excuse to again, you know, spend money for. Is sweetest day though supposed to be like for everybody, not just like your significant other? Sweetest day. If it is, they that message has has been been lost. lost. Sweetest day is more, I believe, of like a friendship holiday where you're supposed to just do 
random acts of kindness and things like that is tech is the technical term of sweetest day i believe that's how it got started was they would take little candies or gifts to i believe orphan kids yeah i remember chris and i hadn't been together that long and she said as far as sweetest day don't even but like barf <laughs> oh oh <laughs> okay you liked being like yeah she's like valentine's day is cool but yeah like, I like you. Yeah. Yeah, others argue that Valentine's Day can actually be harmful to your mental health. Really? Yeah, because single people feel left out. They feel rejection, just like you felt in college. Yeah, yeah, that's. That, I believe that. I believe that. I just, you know. One part of that argument is kids in school, especially you know. teenagers who don't have a Valentine. Well, I'll tell you, there were, like, we could send carnations to other students. We did, too. We, right? And, you know, and you, the girls had never got a carnation. Right. And then the most popular girls would get five or six or ten of them. Of course, and, and they would walk around, around with them, with all, them day. all day. All yep. day. <laughs> just as, like, this reminder, you're not popular. Exactly right. Now, the, the boys don't like you. They all like Laura Smizer. Oh, yeah. Laura Smizer. <laughs> yeah, Laura got quite a few. So did Monica Martindale. I'm sure it's probably worse now, too, with all of the sharing on social media. Well, I'll tell you. Well, I, yeah, because if you don't share it on social media, it didn't happen. It didn't really You happen. have to live your life on social media. Right. I'm glad, though. Do grade schools still make you bring Valentine's for every kid in the class? My, um, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody because I'm sure it's different everywhere you go, but our kid, um, our teacher sent home a list of everyone's name probably in the middle of January, maybe even earlier. And um, so we spent time because, you know, kids don't want to sit down and write out 24 names at one thing. So we would do like five a day where she would write like their name and then her name. And then we just kind of saved them over time. And then she took them all in today. They decorated a bag either in class or you could decorate your own box. I love decorating the box. That was one of my favorite things to do. Which is what we did. So we put all the Valentines in the box, and I guess they do hand them out. But when you have somebody in first grade, you know, they're still learning how to write, you know, write their letters, write people's Mm -hmm. names, capital letters. They're learning all those young, younger things. Right. So I was happy that she had them do that. Yeah. Okay, Sherry says, Sweetest Day began in Cleveland in 1922 when a man named Herbert Birch Kingston decided to bring a little happiness into the lives of orphans, shut-ins, and others who were often forgotten. Now, see, that I could get into. That you could get behind. Yeah. But instead, it, it, it feels to me like the emphasis on Sweetest Day is... A love holiday. It's a love holiday. Yeah. It's like the other Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, but back to Valentine's Day, more and more people are coming out against Valentine's Day and even celebrating their hatred for it for all the reasons I just listed. Yeah. Etsy even saw 14% more searches for anti-Valentine's Day merch this year and 34% more for shirts with sayings like, love is in the air. So try not to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That is pretty good. Uh, Yeah. I get it. I don't know. I feel like I don't like when people hate on love holidays. I'm like, why can't we just be happy that it's a love holiday? Just be happy for other people who are happy. And know that 
I you know, know, your life is exactly. See, it's like you want to say positive thinking, but people have I think people have the wrong definition of, of positive thinking. Like positive thinking is not expecting the best. It's accepting that what is happening is for the best. So for those of us that are single and thinking maybe, you know, we're losing out on something or missing out on something or our life is somehow less than on this day when all of those around us, or at least it feels like everyone around us, has a sweetheart and has people telling, you know, somebody telling them how wonderful they are and they're the, you know, the light of their life and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. If we can accept that we are single right now because we're supposed to be and accept that, then I think we have an easier go with the day. That's true. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm yeah, go yeah. with that. I, <laughs> I'm supposed to be right yeah, now. Sure. Doesn't mean I will be forever, but there's something for me to do as a single person right now being single. There you well, go. Well, and I think it's hard when you want it so badly. You know, when because I remember being single and just wanted to be with, I was like, I just want to, I want to, not that I wasn't having a great time in my life, but I wanted to start the next chapter of my life. I wanted someone to be in my life. I wanted to maybe think about having kids. I wanted that next part, and I wanted it so badly. Mm-hmm. So when it was everywhere around me, I was like, ah, yeah. I just, ah. Yeah. Right. And I hated when people said, stop looking. It'll happen when it's due. I'm like, how am I supposed to not look? All I want is, all I'm doing is looking. Yeah. All I'm doing is trying to find this thing, and you're saying, "Just be patient. Don't do it. Don't do it." No, I have to. I have to find it somehow. Mm-hmm. When you least expect it. But then, it. just accepting that you had that, that you haven't run into him yet. Yeah. That if you were with somebody right now, it wouldn't be the right person. True. And then you got guys who are like, "Oh my God, what am I going to do?" It's. 8.38 in the morning, and I've done nothing. <laughs> uh, yep. How do I, where do I go? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah, I mean, guys would totally forget that it was Valentine's Day if there wasn't pink everywhere. You know, <laughs> everywhere you went. Yeah, if you weren't being bombarded. Right. So funny. Women can tell, too, when you do the last-minute gift. We know. But I don't, but I don't mind, you know. You don't mind a little something from CVS? I don't. I mean, I think it's just for me, it's like it's, it is great to be thought of. It is great to get the card. It's fun that you did take that little morsel of time. Something yeah. is better than nothing. I don't need you to get over the top crazy about it. Just something is better than nothing, but isn't there something to be said for the man that plans? Oh, for sure. Who really takes the time and made the dinner reservation a month ago because they knew they had to because the rest of your favorite restaurant would be totally booked if they waited any longer. The Jeff Thomases of the world. That's right. Mr. Romance right over here. Look at him go. He's pretty good. <laughs> this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. All right, guys, want you to say hi to our newest Best Friends Club member. This is Amber Sutton from Hamilton, everybody. Hello, Amber. Hi, Amber. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello. 
are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Good. What is on the lunch menu at the school, Ooh. at the elementary school you work at today? Well, you'll never believe this. I applied for the Best Friends Club at the very beginning when you first started it. And since then, I have moved to the freshman school. Oh, oh wow. Oh, Are you at okay. the Hamilton Freshman School? Yes. Oh, fine. My, uh, I, I say mother-in-law, but Scott's mom lives right over by there. I should have her pop oh, by for lunch. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? Can the general public just show up? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Today, we're going to have some heart-shaped pizzas for Valentine's Day. That's sweet. I love that. Oh, that I like is it. sweet. That's I love funny. that. Now, do you eat the food, too? Absolutely. That's the best benefit of the job. All right. <laughs> so it's good enough for you to eat. I like it. Well, she's making it. Why wouldn't it be good? Well, right? you know, they're providing the ingredients, you know, and no matter how great a chef is, if they're working with crappy ingredients, there's only no, so much you can do. So good. It is way better than when I was in school. Okay. Yeah. I bet it is. Even when I was a kid, like, there were certain dishes that I didn't like cause, just because I didn't like green beans, maybe. But for the most part, like, we had ch- fried chicken on Fridays. We had pizza on Thursdays. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, our lunches weren't half bad. Right. <laughs> what do they have for dessert? What do they? What do you? What do you serve for that's sweet? Get like a fruit cup or pudding or something. Well, there's there's fruit every day, but the um, kids have the option at the secondary schools to purchase a cookie if they would like. But it's a whole grain cookie, so yeah. oh, that's good. I was going to say, my daughter every day adds the ice cream cup for fifty cents. Ah, yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> and do you wear the sexy hair net? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> every day. Yep. Well, so fun. we're happy to have you in the club. Uh, it says here you got four kids. Two of them have autism. Yes. How old? The oldest and the third one. Uh, my 18-year-old and my six-year-old. Oh, wow. My six-year-old is doing a lot of the uh, AAC communication therapies right now. Uh-huh. So I've definitely been following along and learning a lot from Jen's stories and just keeping encouraged from there because... It's a lot. That's awesome. But that's awesome. And you're doing it at six. That's pretty incredible. So. Yeah, we were very lucky to get in with Perlman Center and uh, get the ball rolling for him so that he can get out what he needs to get out and, and communicate with us. Right, right. So cool. Well, are you happy about Valentine's Day today or are you annoyed by it? So our house has uh, gotten hit a little bit with a stomach bug this week. Oh. So- It'll probably get a little bit ignored. <laughs> it happens. You can make up for it. Yeah. We're going to party this weekend. My second son is turning 13, so we're, we have a fun weekend planned with lots of family and friends. That's great. Four kids is just, I just can't even imagine having four children. Just hats off to you. It just feels like a lot. Oh, they're 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 very spread out, and they love each other so much. So that that helps, that helps a lot. That helps oh, a lot. That is great. Well, we love that you're a fairly new fan. Says here, your wife got you listening to us just a couple of years ago. So we appreciate that. We're happy to have you in the club. Thank you for being a part of our radio family. Oh, thank you guys so much. I I, I was a an avid listener to your neighbor of Mix ninety four nine, and I just I love being part of the family with all you guys. They're well, good drinking the buddies down the hall at Mix 949. Yeah. Oh, That's true. Yeah. Holly water. That's right. <laughs> uh, but we much prefer you hang out with us, selfishly. Oh, you, you've got me. Don't worry. You've got me. Well, you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you the next opportunity, next Best Friends Club meetup. Great. Thank you guys so much. Bye. You bet. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. 
Yeah, if you want to be a part of our Best Friends Club, just do what Amber did. You sign up now at WKRQ.com. Each day we select a Best Friend member of the day. Of course, the Jeff and Jen Best Friend Club is brought to you by Jeff Ruby Culinary Entertainment and Mitchell Salon and Day Spa. Each month, the Jeff and Jen Best Friends will be entered to win a $200 gift card from Jeff Ruby Culinary Entertainment and Mitchell's Salon and Day Spa. So Love that. Sign up now at WKRQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.